There's a word from the Lord this morning. On September the 12th of this year, we began a brand new series of messages entitled Just One Word. Prior to that message, on the first Sunday in September, we preached a sermon entitled Moving from Clutter to Clarity. And in that, we said that God doesn't need a lot of words to speak to us. Sometimes he can speak to us so clearly in fewer words, but more powerful for our situation. And so, 13 weeks later, this is the 13th message uh, in that series. Others, when I was not here, Pastor Lawson did an awesome job with the word surrender. Pastor Antoine did an awesome job with the word fearless. There have been other words that have formed what we call the digital word cloud. Uh, that just one word that we've shared with you throughout this series. This is another word to add to that digital word cloud that we pray will bless you. The text is found in the book of Job <clears throat> chapter 42 and verse 10. I ask that you pray for my voice. Uh, uh, and I know that God will see us through <coughs> this message. Amen. A um, little more sound helped me out. Thank you guys on that. So Job chapter 42 and verse 10, the new King James Version. And it reads, And the Lord restored Job's uh, losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much. Not the government, <laughs> but not the church, not the lottery, but the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. And the church said, Amen. Before you sit down, just wave at somebody next to you, around you, and say, restore. That's the word for this week, restore. 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 Listen, at the beginning of this year, we shared with you our theme for the year. Uh, that theme from 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 10 consisted of three words. In fact, the verse reads in 1 Peter 5 and 10 says, in his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will Restore, support, and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. We introduced that to you on the first Sunday of this year and on watch night virtually. And now as we approach this final month of this year, God says I need you to revisit those three words. First of those words is the word restore. 
And for the purposes of this message, we would like to focus on that word. We would like to focus on how that word, note this, fits into what God's plan has been and will be for our lives for the year 2021. How that word fits into what God is going to do in the next four weeks in your life. How that word fits into what God has already done throughout this year. Now the word restore is defined as to bring back to use or to a state of health or soundness or vigor. It, it means to bring back that energy, bring back that health, not just physical health, that emotional health, that soundness, that vigor that we once had. It is also defined simply as to reestablish. That is what God is doing. That is what God is going to do. Now to fully understand and to appreciate the word, you have to understand what it suggests. The word restore suggests to us that something or someone in our lives has been lost. Something or someone has been damaged. Something, someone particularly has been hurt or perhaps you were even almost, somebody say almost, destroyed. Can we just keep it real? Over the last year and a half, it hasn't been easy. We have been in the midst of a global pandemic. And even on top of that, some of you have suffered mightily. Some of you, I know your stories. I know your testimonies. You've lost loved ones. Uh, you've lost jobs. You've lost income, perhaps. Uh, but through it all, hmm, the fact that the matter is, we're still here. Amen, someone. We are still here. Now, restoration, in order to appreciate it, is what happens after the loss. Restoration is what happens after the hurt, after the damage. And yes, Pastor Jackson, what happens in our lives after almost being totally destroyed. As I was preparing this message, God said to me that restoration is a, quote, after this experience. First Peter 5 and 10, once again, it says, after you have suffered a little while, God will restore. Uh, all of us have an after this experience. The truth be told, 
that, that we all have something in our lives that we've had to go through. I, I am not even talking about in the annals of history. I'm talking about in recent history. Uh, all of us, even in 2021, if the truth be known, we all have an after this experience. Are there any witnesses? Or is there anybody in here who says, Pastor Jackson, I've been through so much. In fact, I don't look like what I've been through. There are folk who sit by you that think that you got it all together. You're sharp, you look good, you smell good, but they don't know your struggles. They don't know all that you, they don't know the struggle it is emotionally just to get up every morning and get dressed and to face those emotional uh, mental demons that's trying to steal your joy. Can I preach to someone? After this, after you suffered a little while, God has made us a promise. Woo! God is not a man that he should lie, but God will keep his promise. In fact, uh, God, biblical precedent, uh, suggests to us that God has done it before. God will do it again. Listen to what happens in the book of Joel, chapter 2 and verse 25. The Lord said to the people of Israel after a severe drought and famine, after they had lost everything, after the locust and the canker worm and the palmer worm, after one, after another, after another, and it, and it stripped them of all of their agricultural economy. They hit rock bottom. <laughs> but something after that happened. Somebody just caught it. Now here's what God told me. Gwen, God said, it takes faith to give me a praise today over something that hasn't even happened yet. To know that God's going to work this out. It takes faith to give God your best praise on your worst days, knowing something good is coming. After this, somebody say after this, after this, after, after this. Listen to what God said through the prophet Joel in chapter 2 and verse 25. After the drought, after the famine, God said, and I quote, I will restore to you not just the days or the weeks or the months, but I will restore unto you. Somebody shout the years that the locusts had eaten the canker worm, the caterpillar, and the palmer worm. God says, I will give you back what you have lost you got to wait on the Lord and be of good courage but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings and why should I wait because I know God's gonna restore it all back to me anyone that believes in godly restoration just put your best praise over your greatest expectations. Woo!
me praise him. Help me say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I don't have to see it. I believe it. I don't have to feel it. I don't have to have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, y'all, excuse me, excuse me. I, I feel something in here. I feel so. Let me tell you something. Can I, can I say something? The enemy didn't want some of you to get to December. The enemy didn't want you to get to where you are now. The enemy never wanted you to have 11 months behind you. Why? Because you can look back over your life and say, I came through March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, and here it is, December, and I'm still here. Somebody ought to jump up and give God one great holler! Thank you. Lord, I thank you. Let me tell you something. So, I just want to, so, so we were having a debate on whether or not, I can't even believe we had this debate, on whether or not we ought to have church on the last Sunday in the month. <laughs> Pastor Lawson just, you know, just intellectual pontification, okay? <laughs> Just, just talking until I said, all right, let me run it by my spiritual help. I said, mama, what do you think? And she looked at me like, you're not asking me that, right? What do you think? And then I thought about it. On the last Sunday of the last month in the most difficult year, you don't want to show up and dance in the devil's face and say what you meant for evil God has turned it around look at somebody and say I've got a right to praise God because the Lord has been good listen let me get on to the text because I feel like preaching y'all know we on our revised schedule <laughs> we are not pre-COVID where we stayed in church at 1 o'clock. Gwen, we're on the revived 12-15 schedule, okay? So let me, let me preach this message for y'all in the text. Ooh. Let us look at what it says concerning someone perhaps who experienced more hardships, more loss, more suffering than anyone else recorded in the Bible. And his name was Job. If anyone needed an after this experience, whew, it was Job. Job, who chapter one and verse one tells us a man with outstanding integrity and character and one who feareth God, who honored and worshiped God. Why is that important, Pastor Jackson? Because I want you to know that, that Job didn't become a faith walker after he was rich. 
Job didn't fall down on his knees and begin to cry out to the Lord after he lost everything. But in his good days, Job still worshiped God. (laughs) See, 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 some, some some of us, some of us, sometimes we have too much stuff to give God credit and glory. Maybe some of you are too blessed to know that it came from God. Ah, but the Bible said that Job honored and worshiped God, a man with exceptional integrity. Job loved God. But Job is known throughout biblical history as a man who lost so much. Whenever you hear someone says, uh, that they had or are having a Job-like experience. It usually involves suffering, pain, and loss. Job did. Uh, yes, he lost his wealth. He lost his health. He lost his family. He lost even the confidence of his most trusted and his closest friends. Look at the book of Job. It says, after one messenger of doom left, another came. In fact, it says, as one was speaking, another came. And they said, Job, you've lost your cattle. Job, you've lost your sheep. Job, all of your property has been destroyed. And yet the final one came with what is perhaps the worst news any parent could ever get. Joe, you've lost your children. They all have died at one time. Ten caskets Stretch at the altar, bearing your whole family, all of your children. And on top of that, his wife suggests she doesn't even want to live with him anymore. Why don't you just curse God and die and let me get out of my misery? But thank God, Job said, the Lord gives, and the Lord take it away. I will still bless the name of the Lord. Listen, Job lost all of that. But the good news is this. (laughs) The good news is that's not how the story ends. I I feel like preaching to someone. Can I, in fact, y'all help me encourage somebody and say, this is not how your story will end. (laughs) Oh, the enemy thinks uh, you are going to believe that you're going to go out like this. Job hit rock bottom. He went from being super rich to being flat broke. He went from having a great vibrant family to having nothing or no one. But Thanks be unto God. That is not how 
the story in. Verse 10 of our text is the beginning of Job's restoration process. Here's what God dropped in my spirit. It is, verse 10, now note the book has 42 chapters. For 41 of the chapters, all we heard about was what Job lost. The dialogues between Job and his friends. Job's dialogue with God. God saved the best for less. Woo! If some of you can just turn the page. If some of you can just get by and get to the next chapter. If some of you can just hold on until you get to the next chapter. God has something good in your life. Anybody believe that God's not through with you yet? Anyone believe that there's another chapter behind this? Somebody that knows you're not going to go out like this. That God has something for you that eye has not seen. Ear has not heard. Listen how Job's life made a transition. For 41 chapters, it has all been about Job's hypocritical friends, Job's ungrateful wife, the magnitude of Job's love uh, that he had for his family and what he lost. But look whew, at God in chapter 42 and verse 10. And the Bible reads verse 10, and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Ooh, indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. I want to suggest three key insights to you. And we'll take our seat. Three key things. I need you to hold on to the rest of this week, the rest of this month, and the rest of your life. Insight number one is this. Restoration comes from God. I appreciate having somebody in the White House with common sense. But my hope is not built on the Biden administration. My hope is now built on Democrats or Republicans being in charge because I know that restoration comes from the Lord. Somebody say God will give it to you back. God will restore what you lost. The Bible says and the Lord restored Job's losses. Everything you're going to get back, you're going to get back simply because God is going to give it to you back. Anybody know you can trust in God? Anyone know you can trust in God? Restoration comes from God. Not the government, not the church, not your neighbors, not your friends, but it comes from God. This is the Lord's doing somebody know that God is already working on it someone give God a praise for he's already working on it say it comes from God it's coming 
from God. God is going to give you back. God says, uh, now God use others for his plans. But make no mistake about it. It came from God. Here's the way God put it to me. God says, somebody else may put it in your hand. But I put it in their hearts. <laughs> who, who am I preaching to? Y'all excuse me because somebody just made that personal. Has, has anyone in here ever got a blessing you didn't know uh, it was coming? And you say, oh, thank y'all for blessing me. Thank them for delivering what God has placed in their heart. Baby, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. But I know that this comes from the Lord. Somebody help me give God your best praise. It's coming. It's coming from. It's coming from the Lord. Anybody know it's coming from. Woo. Not by power, nor by might, but by His Spirit. Woo. Give God a thank you praise. Give God your best praise. Restoration. Woo. Ah, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. I'm trying to leave that alone, but it's coming, it's coming. Can I prophesy to somebody like, get ready, get ready. God's got a plan with your name on it. And everything the enemy stole from you, God's going to give it back to you. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming from. Woo. Second key insight. Woo restoration happens if you don't take a photo shot of anything else take this because restoration happens when we y'all help me out with this mic please pop restoration happens when we stop focusing on what we are going through and begin to pray for what someone else is going through when you stop obsessing about you help me somebody when you stop worrying about you and you begin to pray for someone else when your first prayer every morning is not about what you want but God bless someone else help somebody else get a promotion God bless someone else to get a better job God bless someone else to get a better home touch somebody else's family pray for somebody else's children and grandchildren <laughs> Ooh, look at what the Bible says and the Lord did this it, it, it's really clear when he prayed for his friends what friends pastor jackson those same friends that stabbed him in the back come on someone 
those same friends, you know what they said to Job? Man, you're going to hell because you've let God down. Job didn't get angry, but the Bible says he prayed God bless them, bless their families. Restoration happens when we stop focusing on what we're going through. Pray for what somebody else is going through. And here's the third and the final insight as you stand to your feet. This one is going to bless someone. <laughs> ah, look at it, look at it, look at it, look at what God has put on the board. Restoration that comes from the Lord leaves us much better than what we once were. Can I show you something? The Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. <laughs> he didn't just give Job what he lost but he improved <laughs> on what he had I'm about to speak in somebody's life right now not only will God give you what the enemy thought they stole from you but God says I'll give you even more you're not only going to be your old self but you're going to be an improved version of what you used to be. Your joy will be greater than what it has ever been before. Your peace will be greater than what it has ever been before. God will give you hope unlike anything that you had before. Get ready because what God gives you back is going to be better than anything that you've lost. Somebody help me say better. Come on. Somebody help me say better. Somebody help me praise God for more and better. Come on, Zion. Come on, by the way. Clap those hands and worship God. Leave your seat. Meet me at the altar if you desire. And tell God I'm getting it back. I'm getting my joy back. I'm getting my peace back. Come on. Woo. Get ready for something better. Get ready. Woo. When God's get through with it, when God works it out, when God does it, ah, let's have church. Let's bless God. Come on. Somebody shout better. Listen. 11 months are behind you <laughs> and God says you still haven't seen what I'm up to 
because some of you God is getting ready to blow your mind listen I am not for the record just a prosperity preacher listen I tell it as God says to me and I'm telling you this not because I want anything from you I'm not taking an offering from this you don't even have to sow a seed on this I just want you to sow a faith seed put your faith here believe it if you want to if you choose not to believe it that's your business but God spoke to me this morning during the 8 o'clock service and God says Darrell I need you to declare something in the house I need you to declare for me that the next three weeks in somebody's life is going to be unlike something they've never seen before I am getting ready to blow somebody anybody receive it anyone come on put the cameras on the audience for a moment come on that's right put it on the altar for a moment come on anybody receive it yeah get ready wave those hands wave those hands wave those hands say Lord I receive it I receive it God's doing it that's right God's doing it get ready get ready it's coming it's coming it's coming it's coming to your house is it's coming to your house it's coming start with this verse as I'm restoring the years Ooh, that you're sown in tears Y'all don't even have to start at the beginning. Just start right there. Ooh. God told me to say something to someone. I'm restoring the years that you've sown in tears. Anybody believe that God can do it? Come on, here, praise team. Come on, lift it. Restoring. You I'm restoring. You saw it tears. Said I'm restoring. forget verse 1 see because there are a whole lot of folk that want a relationship with God when you need something from God but the Bible says when Job had everything 
he walked upright with God. He was a man of great integrity. <laughs> God can't restore you if you don't have a relationship with him. Our relationship with God matters. And I'm hearing God says, not only will I give you back what you lost, but I will give you, Job got double for his trouble. Now we established the fact in the first insight that God did this. But look at how God did it. God used people around Job to bless Job. One of the translations I really love, Pastor Lawson simply says this, Dr. Sherrod, that everybody gave Job a little piece of money. God used people with just a little bit of money to bless Job, but he multiplied the people. And I'm hearing God says that I'm going to do something in your life and I am not going to use the ways that you may expect. <laughs> See, some of us are looking for the, the big thing to come down in our lives and God says, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll use unusual methods, smaller methods. Ooh. To bless you like you've never been blessed before. Lift those hands all over the place. Come on and tell them again. Praise team. Thank you, Lord. Wherever you are right now, if you are joining us virtually, there's a contact number on the screen. If you're here in this sanctuary, it's so good to see you. Some are in the balcony, some are at the altar, at the back of the church. Just good to see you. But here's what I want you to know. Coming to church is just not enough. You need a relationship with God. Now, now I want you to know this that a relationship with God does not mean that any of us are perfect does not mean but if you read the entire book of Job there was a moment there in which God had to chastise Job because Job got pretty frustrated with what was going on in his life but he knew at the end that he could trust God to look out for his interests and I don't know and I I can only imagine how some of you feel about what you've endured for the past several months. But know this, we serve a God who can restore your joy. Listen, our mothers and fathers that we lost are not coming back. But the joy we shared with them can always be remembered. And what they planted, he, here's, what I, here's what I learned can, when I lost my dad. 
I learned that I would do him a disservice if I stayed on my couch and cried for the rest of my life. I would do a disservice in what he's planted in me. And I said the best way I can represent him is to go out and show the seeds that he's planted and always remember the joy. And what God has replaced, God has replaced my dad's presence with the joy of what we had. Okay. Who am I talking to? Because I know that some of you have had great losses. But God says, I'll give you joy and I'll give you peace unlike anything that you've ever had. But you need a relationship with God. Close those eyes. Eternal Father, we thank you. We bless you. We thank you for this 13th message in this series. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us that if we wait on you and be of good courage, you will strengthen our hearts. God, you will bless us unlike anything anyone else could ever do. The one word for this week is restore. Someone will be restored. Someone's joy, peace. For God, joy and peace, they are more important than money, silver and gold, and houses and possessions. (laughs) If you're going to restore anything, start with joy. Start with peace. Give us that peace that passeth all human understanding. And we say thank you. But this is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And all of those that love the Lord said amen. He's restoring the years. The elders and the ministers are in the back. To those of you that want to be saved, you want to join the church, you want to make a commitment, just go straight to the back. The elders and the ministers are there to be with you. God bless you. Can we celebrate the word of God on today? What an awesome word from God. Restore. Amen. God is going to restore the years you sown in tears as we prepare for our Holy Communion service. To those of you that are in the worship center, you can be seated. And to those of you that are at home, if you need time to go get your sacraments together, our praise team is going to give us a short selection. And then we're going to come and read our communion scripture and go right into administering the communion.
Center, we're going to ask if you would stand to those that are viewing virtually. If you can stand in honor of our holy communion, our scripture says, For I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drank it unworthily, eateth and drank it damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. As we prepare to take our holy communion during this last month, of the year the scripture says and on the same night in which he was betrayed he said take eat this is my body which is broken for you this cup is the new testament in my blood which is shed for as often as you do this you do it in remembrance of me let us commune together One more time, I give myself away, praise team, so you can use me. so much and thank God for the word of God from our pastor next Sunday amen pastor Jackson is going to continue the one word series on the second and on the third Sunday and then on the fourth Sunday he's already shared with us that last message the last Sunday of the year is going to be kept anybody know that God will keep you amen now to him that is able to keep you from falling Amen. We're looking forward to the word of God all year long. With uplifted hands, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for this holy communion. We thank you, God, for the word of God restored. Now, God, we ask that you dismiss us from this place, never from your presence. Let us find peace as we return to our destination. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.